0: Hey, what's happening, man? Hey, Aaron. Oh, what's doing? up, man? I'm so glad to be back. It's good to have you back. I can't believe I'm with the <laughs> wine. <laughs> you know what? Somebody that's with all of us. Yeah. Know, he that hath friends must... First show himself friendly. Right. Well, I I know by being in this place that yeah. there's a whole lot of people that want to know who this friend is. Why don't you tell them about it, Barbara? Well, there is a friend that sticks closer than any brother. You know, I've got, I got a lot <laughs> of brothers right Yeah. You know who that friend is.
1: I know, I know, I know, I know. You're like, where well, is the program going to start? When is it going to start? You know you were. <laughs> Welcome back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Jerry McCance. Thank you for joining. Out here on the road again, all peaceful, you know, except when you see those large trucks trying to fly by So you already know what the topic is today because it's 2024 and you've had a chance to examine the motives of the individuals that surround you. Your friends, you know, or your enemies. Dr. Suzanne Deggs white She wrote in, psychology today. The friendships are important. There was some data from a recent survey that explored friendship networks. And it revealed that most of us, irrespective of age, have built a wide variety of social relationships. She identified them as lifelong friends. I want you to ponder that as we Lay it out for you from a secular standpoint Close friends Social group friends You know, friends that you socialize with But you're not really close to Activity friends You know, those friends that you engage in Certain activities with You know, you go to the gym You're in a book club together Or whatever type And church circles and on and on and then she identified friends of convenience, you know, the people that you may share carpooling duties with or go to sports team games or parent games or or meetings or neighborhood groups and on. And then she identified acquaintances, you know, your job, people you see every day while you're walking your dog or whatever you're walking. You know, I've heard when people walking little alligators, okay. Little aliens from out of space that landed their ship in your front yard. Or people you know to speak to, but not about anything of consequence or anything personal. And they gave you a chance, apart from when the words of the song came on, that I intentionally wanted you to hear and ponder before speaking. Just like I'm doing now for you to Ponder. Before we get into friends. Okay, enough of that pondering. How many friends do you need? Now I know you've gone by the pond of water. Did you not? Oh, okay. Oh, that's just for believers of the household of faith. Oh, okay. But the number of friends you tend to have among the different types is really determined by your age or your relationship status or whether or not you live alone. Because you're never too old to create the friendship you need to help support your mental health and your social well-being. About half of the people that was in that survey felt that they had too few close friends. And the other felt they had plenty. And a couple felt they had too many. Another finding from that survey is that each of us has highly individual needs related to how many friends we feel. Remember, now we're talking about emotion. Is the right number. If you don't believe you have enough friends, how many do you think would be the right number to have? Among the respondents, I know you took that survey, who felt they currently have too few friends, they desired number very greatly some people felt that having two or three close friends <clears throat> would be just right others felt that having four to six would be the best a few even believed seven or more close friends would be the perfect number now as i take my sip of my water how many friends do you need so the next question is how many friends Do people who feel they have enough close friends actually have? Well, of that group that was surveyed, 10% had just one close friend and found that to be enough. About half of this group had two or three close friends and were totally satisfied. Another third of the group had four to six friends and remaining participants. About 10% of the total had seven or more. While none of us need the same number of friends, we all need close friends for support. Did you listen to the words of the song? Are you examining the motives of the people that you're coming in contact with to see if they're building you up, not your ego, or taking away from you? And what's your motive for wanting to be that person's friend? And the question is, which of these friends that you're examining are most important for your happiness. Oh, yeah, your happiness. Say what? Mm -hmm. Remember during the height of the pandemic when you were unable to gather together with the people that you cared about? The number of acquaintance friends, remember how that was identified when we started off? That's in your network of the strongest predictor of how satisfied you were of your life. Remember how you felt being isolated from others left you for social interaction with somebody, even if you were masked up and six feet apart from the person who was dropping off your groceries or other things that you needed? And when you go back over the last six to eight months, you know, 2023, but don't stay back there. It's 2024 now. But when you go back over, you look at the guidelines and restrictions have now been loosened <clears throat> from the pandemic. And now all of a sudden you recognize the unexpectedly strong value of acquaintance friends is also lessened somewhat. Because of the number of acquaintance friends that you have is positively correlated with your level of life satisfaction. But the number of lifelong friends thus you have is the strongest predictor of your overall contentment with life. So did you go back over the six to eight months? Are you pondering it? I mean, really think about it. You know, life is precious. You know, on my voicemail, if you, if you call, it says life. It's like a coin. You can spend it any way you want to, but you can only spend it once. Spend it wisely. And why are you spending it wisely? Are you enjoying life? Why? I mean, are you really enjoying life from the inside of you outwardly? For me, I can't talk about you, nobody else. Every single moment of the day is 100% chance of sunshine, no rain. Try my utmost to keep 99.99% of the negative people away from me that's miserable for whatever the reasons are that they have a right to be. And why you're all happy, do you have that friendly smile and making sure that when somebody presents a, a nice word of of encouragement to you that it changes your life? Well, do you? You sure? Especially if you're the type of person, you know, you care about everybody. That's what you say. And you're coming in contact with individuals that you may be contemplating to be your friend. You're having that all deep intimate conversation. You're enjoying yourself with that person now that you've made them your close friend and you're both all friendly with each other. You're greeting each other. You know, you're just having a good time, especially as you're walking, whatever you're walking, including that alien. Or you're going to the store and that's where your friend is and you're just having a good time with you. Hopefully you're letting them work. Kelly Gonzalez said, Why are you having a good time with those friends that Gary just talked about? Here's some other friends to avoid, Uh uh-oh, to avoid, A-V-O-I-D, A-V-O-I-D, avoid. You say, Gary, what type of friends is Kelly Green talking about? Well, the one-sided friends. You know who they are. You know that one-sided friendship is one where one person does all the initiating, the planning, the supporting, and tending to the friendship, while the other just sits back and takes it all in. And usually, you you are all honest with what you are sharing from inside, with love and respect. You care more about the friendship than the other person, who may not reciprocate any of the care and enthusiasm. While still accepting the kind gestures and benefits of the friendship. Kelly said this is a type of friend to avoid because at the end of the day, giving without ever getting anything back will eventually deplete you because friendship should both of you, not just one. And then there's that ambivalent friend. You know, according to the clinical psychologist, Neo, an ambivalent friendship is one that involves both a high amount of activity and a high amount of negativity. To so hang out a lot, and while sometimes you have a lot of fun with them, you don't always leave your interactions feeling great. Say what? You mean you don't let your guard down, your hair down, you're sitting up there wherever you're sitting, having a good time sharing all from the inside with your lips? And then when you leave, I remember, (laughs) more water now. I remember um, a gentleman who, I was a friend to and for, we had decided to, drive rather than fly. Long trip across the United States. Hadn't seen each other in years. And um, they had just come back from abroad and in the Chicago area, you know, with all the people you see and read about on the news And uh, during that long ride, I remember sharing everything I could from the end to bring them up to date. But I also noticed at the end of the ride that they didn't do the same. And I just found it in the back of my head. Because later on, it meant something. Well, back to the story of friends. While people tend to think that clearly toxic relationships are the unhealthiest kind, Ambivalent relationships can actually be even more draining, Neil writes. Emotionally, this type of relationship puts a strain on our psyche. We're spending considerable headspace, time, and energy on these people who don't quite come through the way they say they will and who don't always bring us real joy. The person in your life that you have examined the motives. Did it bring you real joy in a book that I wrote that I do not promote? I talk about a free lead relationship. 99 different people and more that you and I meet on a daily basis that we got to examine to see whether they should be in our life or are theirs. How about that codependent friendship, you know, where two of you became overly reliant on each other for the sense of self-worth and feelings of wholeness in a way that becomes unhealthy to how you might love and care about each other? You're talking about the boundaries that y'all have that become non-existent, and you become so focused on meeting each other's needs and receiving each other's support and approval if you just lost sight of your own individual need and identity, is that what has happened to you and your desire to want a friend in your life? Because while codependent friends can chip away at your well-being, there are ways to overcome codependency and move toward a healthier friendship if you both commit to the change. You know that? person whose presence, behavior, and friendship negatively affects you and your well-being in that sense? How about them? Could you be avoiding them? Think about it. as some of the qualities. That toxic friend might be someone that tends to always stir up a lot of drama. You know, somebody who makes you feel bad about you. Why are they doing that motive? You know, it could be intentionally or unintentionally. You know, they are constantly disrespecting your boundaries and just draining your energy. You just got enough energy for you, but they done took it all. You know how you come out of your house, you were blessed to see another day, don't take it for granted. You're all excited. And all of a sudden you come in contact with this person and next thing you know, you're drained. And we're not even talking about that chemical known as drain-o. You know, it's kind of corny. But you're drained. And then, oh, man, toxic friends. Now, you were talking about the fake friends. You know, that person that's in your life who calls himself your friend that don't actually behave like a friend toward you. Because you got to remember, a quality friendship includes supporting you and closeness. Because you're not going to find it in a fake friend you know tiana lee the marriage and family therapist she said a fake friend doesn't actually look out for your well-being isn't that there for you to see you said gary how can that be because they're not there for you when you need them not want them and they don't make you feel welcome or like you belong remember Are they there when the sun is shining but not when it's raining? You say, what? Yeah, matter of fact, when it started raining, that umbrella you had, they took it with them. You know it's true. And you notice they're always trying to put you down or make you feel bad about you. And you think they're your real friend? So the question is, what type of friend are you really looking for? Come on now, you know what type of friend you're looking for and the question you gotta ask and answer, are you one as well? Well are Because that's gonna be the important part. You know what it is. All right. Now you know I was gonna get there. Before I do, you know I gotta Take another sip of my water. Man, you know this water. It's delicious. Now, are you drinking any water in your own life? Well, are you? What, what did your human physician recommend you do? Now, don't say they, they didn't encourage you to drink any water. And God forbid that human physician is your friend, since you got not my friend, because... They're trying to make sure that you are built up health-wise. What's the motive? But what type of friend are you seeking? Now think about it. Did you go out to the pond of water, believer of a household of faith? And you prayed. Well, let's see before I say that. You went out by a pond of water and you prayed, not P-R-E-Y-E-D, for a friend, unless you did. Each day you went and prayed and you kept praying. And again, your tears flowed so bad. Next time you went out, you cried out, you wanted a friend. And an IOWL sitting there listening to you and looking at you, twisting their neck, just looking all at your tears and you. Who, who, who? You said anybody. So did they see you the fake person? Did they see you the toxic person? Did they see any of these people that we just talked about? Now, believer of the household of faith, I don't know if you're in the right relationship with God. Only you do and God. So you went out and you prayed. Did the same thing happen to you? Okay. Okay, so now you're in the right relationship with God, and you know that God, his motive, love you. Me too. And you pray, and you trust God. Your heavenly father never let you down. We've let him down. And you were specific about the type of friend that you needed in your life and you wanted in your life. Not begging. You know, a loving parent, you don't have to beg anything. You heard the story where the moms, you know who you are, mom. My mom did it. My grandmother, who I called mother, always did it. Your dad, my father was like that. Greatest respect for him. You ask him for some peanut butter. And that's all you ask for. Do you notice your loving mom would take some? jelly and put it on top of it as well. Were you specific with God or the type of friend you needed in your life? Support up, Real from the inside. Not trying to take you down. Not trying to build your ego up and know when to support you. Loyal, not when you're wrong. Honest. Well, what does the Bible say? The Bible has several verses about friendship. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20, I know you wrote it down. Listen to advice and accept discipline, you know, accountability, and at the end you'll be counted among the wise. So you pray for that genuine friend. You know, God didn't give you no fake friend. Now, think about it. You left home, that home of love. If it was a home of love. Your parent or parents or whoever raised you told you about, hey, here's the people to avoid from a relational standpoint. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. And you didn't listen to them. And now I'm saying, you back like you were at that pond of water, all crying, you know, that's your right all victimized from the standpoint of, oh, that person was not real to me and this is what they did and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and that's okay. Now, you finished? Here, here, let me give you a squeeze so you can wipe the tears away. Matter of fact, let me call that owl down so that owl could be a witness to the question I'm going to ask you. Did you listen to the advice of the sound people in your life that you know cared about you and love you unconditionally? Oh, you say you didn't. Oh, this person that, for whatever reason, allowed you to lower your trustworthy guard because you've been wounded by others, and that's the reason why you had it up, and they must have used some type of technique to cause you to lower it down or said something that whispered into your ears that made you feel good, you know, for the moment, however long the moment is. Now, all of a sudden, You're being accountable, held accountable as relates to the end result of not listening to sound advice. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is applicable to his sisters as well, is born for adversity. Now think about that. You know, like our Heavenly Father, I'm so glad. And many times I've fallen down, but I know those of you who are listening, I know how perfect you are. You've never fallen down, especially those of you out there that you picked up a stone and, and it wasn't just a stone. Matter of fact, you went and found a high rise and started throwing it at people. You remember in the world where it was this guy, could be a lady too, but it was this guy who looked up to heaven, all bold, had the audacity to pray and say, I think that I'm not like this person. Was that you doing that? But a friend loves us all time That doesn't mean that a, a friend agrees with what you've done or are doing. You know how you can love the person and just dislike what they do? Two people are better off than one for so they can help each other succeed, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. So since you're together, friends, are you helping each other? Or are one of you silently, without revealing your true motive, taken away from the other? Or using the other? Or misusing the other? Or abusing your relationship with each other? Iron sharpens iron, and one man, if it's with a lady, sharpens another. 5 verse 27, 17. That's how Challenges of Faith was born out of my trials. That's why I have guests on to talk about their sojourn, whether it's before they came to know the Lord or while knowing the Lord. And whatever happened to cause them to finally get up and see spiritual eyes what's needed, whether it's the people surrounding them or self, in order to move forward and not let anybody cause you to stand still or take you backwards, including yourself. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eleven says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up. Just in fact you are just as in fact you are doing. Are you doing that? We're talking about a friend that's real, that's really a friend. So let me ask you a question. You don't mind, do you? Are you or the other person displaying the Bible indicates this true friendship? You say, well, Gary, how do you you define it? How can you tell? Well, are you displaying authentic love? Remember, I just talked about that unconditional love, irrespective of the Just like, again, our Savior did, he loved us. Because if you're really trying to live for Christ and you really allow the Holy Spirit of God to, you know, daily fill you, to empower you, can love that person in and through you, that's real. And maybe you've never been involved with real love before. I have. Is the person being honest and open because true friends are going to speak their minds honestly to each other even when it's hard, it's challenging because you're both willing to share both your joys and your challenges. And, again, are both of you supporting and motivating each other because that's what true friends do. You stand by each other's side not only when it's time to have some fun but also to support and motivate each other, especially on this a journey of faith that's already challenging, and you're looking at that person that you, you you pray for, that you believe to be a genuine friend, and your relationship is steadfast. It's like Proverbs eighteen twenty four talks about talking about the song that opened up a friend who sticks closer than a brother or a sister, because true friends, you know, you're loyal and you're steadfast even during the challenges of your faith. You you know it's the first thing in your life. Now all of a sudden it's raining real hard, and you're looking for them to be there, and you turn around, they're gone. And you notice they don't never show up until after the rain has stopped. And at first you didn't pay attention because they were giving all those excuses, and you just weren't paying attention. But now in 2024, your eyes are open, spiritually. Because I know you went to the throne of grace and mercy, and you asked God while you were praying for that friend specifically, you know, like you prayed for that boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, wife, and husband, you know, you were boyfriend and girlfriend before you became husband and wife, were you not? But you prayed and you, you asked God to open your eyes to see to hear, what maybe normally you haven't heard a thing from that person, and you have that shared commitment to your walk with God, and you both are in agreement, you're just trying in your life, you're not trying to be this, that, that, this, you're just trying to please and glorify him. Through your actions, you're just trying to make sure that your shoes match your lips. You know, people are suspicious when you come along, like I tried to be, to ensure that my lips are matching my shoes. And you finally understand and recognize people aren't used to that. Think about it. we're talking about relationships. That's why I watch. That's why I write about relationships and talk about relationships. During my return, professionally, especially professionally, personally, when I say person, also encompasses spiritually, met a lot of people, irrespective of gender, irrespective of zip code, irrespective of skin tone, irrespective of titles. Friendship is a precious gift. And it's one that reflects the love and grace of God. Do you know that? Think about that friend that's in your life or yours, Liam. And hopefully it's that boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, wife, and husband that was your friend or the person that's your friend that you recognize that's a precious gift. You do, don't you? Oh, you don't?
0: Well, why not?
1: Well, when I um started on the uh, missionary sojourn after leaving a well-compensated position staff having helped the people by giving my all, holding accountability, criminals, the, the executive staff and the employees, uh, my staff, all encompassing, making sure that the lips match the shoes, being genuine, being a friend. A genuine friend gave me a plaque. You know what it said? Now, before I read what it said, I looked at the person who was giving it to me. And um, here I'm voluntarily walking away. People who know me, I mean, personally, know that if I walk away, that means that um, I can't let you have my integrity. Don't care who you are. There's nothing you have. Titles. No money. Nothing. At the end of the day, I got to look in the mirror. Not looking in the mirror try to look at me. Because I've always and would continue to lovingly take a walk around me and making sure that individuals surrounding me from an accountability standpoint that are real. But I looked at the person who gave me that plaque, and I accepted You know why I accepted it? Because they were genuine. Now, I'm thinking about it. You can also accept something from somebody that's not and learn a lesson. So now let me share what the plaque said. Coming from a genuine friend. A genuine friend is one to whom one may pour out the contents of one's. Before I can tell you, I want you to think about that. Only if you want to in 2024. You know what you've gone through in 2023 and before, you know what you've gone through before? You heard the message tonight. And you're not tuning in by asking for that. Is the person around you and you around them? Are you porn apart from going to God? Your heart out to them, telling them what's going on in the inside. You know, I tell ladies, I for the men too. I say, hey, that guy that's in your life you're trying to ascertain and wonder why whatever's occurring is occurring. I said, when a guy, you know, men know men like ladies know ladies. I said, hey, listen, that guy when he comes to you and he he's sharing from his heart and he decides, you know, like you do, like I tell the guys. I said, man, you chasing that lady? You ain't chasing that lady. <clears throat> That lady's gonna decide whether or not you are the one that's gonna be in her life, depending apart from your relationship with God. And ladies, no ladies, like men no men. But I say to the ladies, when that guy comes through out you know what their life has been about. And they decide it's you, it's you, it's you that they wanna open up their heart to from the inside, and then they learned that you done took everything that they done gave you from the inside of them, and you done went, you know, and you may have the tendency to go and tell all of your friends, and remember, you got on the bus or the plane, you found new people to tell that guy's business to, you got off the plane, you then decided to go to NASA, you reserved a spaceship. You then went outside of Earth. You found all the other galaxies before the astronauts did. You found the aliens that nobody else could find, just to tell them what that guy in your life who chose you to reveal from the inside of their heart. And you're wondering why, what now? They got quiet on you. They're backing off of you. You were a friend, weren't you? A genuine friend. You know, you were one to whom one may pour up the contents of one's heart, chaff, and grain together, knowing that gentle hand. You didn't hear me say anything about taking that which is given to you, men, and treating it all rough, without care, cold, and indifferent, that lady in your life that chose you. And made you her genuine friend. But knowing that gentle hands would take and sift it. And you can't get mad if that guy, that lady, while listening to you and watching you, just trying to ascertain their motive, your motives, before they let that trustworthy guard down because they've been a victim too many times in these relationships and you too. Keep what is worth keeping. You know, if it's not worth keeping, don't be just throwing it all down. Think about everything is for a reason. I don't have it going on, but I know there's somebody listening to the program. Got it going on. Keep what is worth keeping. And with a breath of kindness, Below. The rest away.
0: Lamentations 3, verse 22 and 23 tells us, Through the Lord's mercies we are not confused because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faith. I love For your mercies never fail me All my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness been faithful. Isn't he faithful to you? All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh I will sing of the good running down. When I'm unfaithful to you You still are so So good You keep putting food on my table You keep Taking care of me so Oh, what's doing? up man I'm so glad to be back it's good to have you back I can't believe I'm with the wine <laughs> you know what somebody that's with all of us yeah you know, he that has friends must first show himself friendly right well i I know by being in this place yeah. that a whole lot of people that wants to know who this friend is why don't you tell them about it Barbara? well there's a friend that sticks closer than any brother i got, I got a lot right. of brothers right you know who that